Welcome to the Confidently You podcast. My name is Amber and I am your confidence coach, specializing in communication and personal transformation. I practice this through feng shui and organization, coaching, neuro-linguistic programming, hypnotherapy, and all that spirituality woo-woo. My mission in life and goal with this podcast is to help you achieve total freedom and optimize your life by building confidence within your mind, body, and spirit. I'm here to tell you that confidence is not something that you earn, but rather something that you learn. And with confidence, personal, time, and financial freedom are already manifesting deep within you. So if you love personal development, spirituality, and shit that blows your mind, then you are exactly where you are meant to be. I already know we're going to evolve to a whole other level together. So without further ado, let's take the next step on your journey of becoming confidently you. Hello, Confident Soul. Welcome back to another episode of the Confidently You podcast. My name is Amber, and I am your host on your confidence building journey. Today, I am very excited to have a special guest on the podcast today. Her name is Courtney McRae. Courtney and I met through Carolee Rast, if you happen to catch episode number three. Uh, Courtney and I participated in the same cycle syncing program, and we connected there and have stayed in touch. And um, she felt that she had some strong insights to provide to our podcast and I couldn't agree more while watching her journey unfold on social media. So we'll be having her on the podcast today and she is a habits coach empowering women with self-worth through habits that provide clarity, joy, and harmony in their lives. So thank you for coming on today, Courtney. Could you please tell us about yourself, your story, and what brought you to this point in your life? I'm so happy we had a chance to do this, Amber. Like, thanks for having me. I know just from listening to your podcast and um, your habits, like your pillars that you have around confidence that this habits that I share with you viewers, this is going to be a wonderful addition to your podcast. So um, my journey started, oh, years ago, in the way of the trauma that I went through, I guess that was the starting steps back when it was happening, you never really, you don't see when you're in that trauma that it's, it's, putting you in alignment for better things. But my journey started, um, I'm a born and raised small town girl. I am uh, raised on a farm and I now live uh, near Lloydminster with my two school-aged daughters and my husband. And I, when I was 14 years old, I was in a tragic car accident with my sister and a couple of friends. I was badly maimed in the car accident. Um, I had over 150 staples and 400 stitches to put me back together after I went out the back window of a car and landed on a barbed wire fence. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. It was a pretty traumatic experience. And the worst part about it was my sister didn't survive. So that led me through a incredible uh, journey of survivor's guilt Um, I had this victim mentality that I couldn't escape. I suffered through depression and um, also an eating disorder. 
And I coped with all of this with like booze, drugs, and toxic relationships because this was all going on when I was 14 too. So like, that's just the the pinnacle years of fucking hell in your teenage years, Mm -hmm. right? So like to all of that on top of it was just, but I had a really strong work ethic from being born and raised as a farm kid. And I really held on to that as part of my identity. And that always helped me keep my head above water because I always had work to go to. I always like stayed strong with work. And then I met my husband, wonderful man, and we started raising a family together. And that was awesome until I decided to stay home and raise the kids, which in itself is a wonderful blessing that I'm so happy that I had the ability to do. But my biggest identity to self-worth was my work ethic. So once Mm. I was staying home with my kids, that identity that I held for my self-worth was taken away. And so I plummeted back into depression again. And this time I just, there was like no escape and I didn't know what I was going to do. I was, I was at the bottom, like rock bottom. I literally was at that point where I wanted to just get up and drive away from the life I had created. And I couldn't understand why, because it checked all the boxes. I had an amazing husband who loved me. I had two beautiful, healthy daughters. I had uh, a new house. We had, we were financially stable, like everything I thought I wanted in life I had. And yet I was at this epitome of depression and this rock bottom. And so I wasn't sure what I needed, but I knew I needed something. And so I joined an MLM company, which was one of the greatest blessings I've ever been in because they taught me about personal development. I had no idea about personal development before I joined this company, like none. I did not know working on yourself was a thing. And so when I joined this company, I was able to uh, go to this conference and I was introduced to um, a keynote speaker there was Hal Elrod, and he's um, the author of Miracle Morning. And there I was able to get some tools that I came home with and I ran with and I started establishing habits that were focused solely on me and developing myself and figuring out who I was, this new identity. Like I had lost myself and having that chance and that time and those habits to rebuild myself back up. And now I love my life. My life is definitely one that is fueled with purpose, gratitude and habits. And it's, but the funniest thing about it is on paper, nothing's changed. I'm Mm. still in the exact same place in my life, but it's totally different. Wow. That, wow. That's so profound. How, well, first of all, thank you for sharing. Your story is so inspiring, but to, to take that step back and acknowledge like, yes, on paper, my life isn't any different, but it's the meaning that you've given to your life and how that is like re-inspired you or refueled you or giving you like a renewed sense of purpose. And yeah. And I think that a lot of women can relate to being in that place where you are, um, you know, being a stay at home mom or caregiver, and, and all of the things that you talked about and how like we focus so much of our identity on being a mother. <laughs> mm-hmm. Someone actually um, taught me this word called matricense. Have you heard of it before? I haven't. So matricense is essentially like the transition that we experience from 
before motherhood to after and like understanding who we are even though like we stepped into this major role in your life but you still are the same person that you were before but different you know like and just understanding that sense so that transition is called matricens and I think that that is such a such a beautiful word (laughs) yeah so tell us um tell us about the work that you do and why is it that you are so passionate about it so the work I do is, as you uh, mentioned earlier in the podcast, I am a habits coach and I mm-hmm. empower women with self-worth through habits that bring joy, clarity and harmony to their lives. And I am just so passionate about this because basically what I have done is I have taken my deepest, darkest moments in my life, turned them around, and I have now found a way to serve others with it. And if I can like just help one person to have the change and transformation that I have went through, I feel like I have done my work on this earth because habits are a commitment to ourselves. They are basically, when you show up every day with habits, you show up every day to love yourself. You By showing up and committing to yourself, you are showing up and saying, I love you, you are worth my time. And that changes a person in such a profound way. Yes, absolutely. I actually, <laughs> I got little goosebumps while you were talking there. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel that energy coming from you. And I, I, I agree with you on such a wholehearted level. Like the energy that we put into ourselves, it's not only returned to us. So it's like a return of investment that we'll experience in some other way in our lives. But loving ourselves also gives us a greater capacity to love other people. And I'm sure as a mother, like you notice the days that maybe you don't put as much effort into yourself as you would like to and how that has like this negative domino effect on the the relationships that you hold closest to you. Yeah. Yeah, I call it the ripple effect, right? Whether you, Mm -hmm. you are always rippling into those around you And it's your choice, whether you're rippling positivity or negativity, but whatever is radiating from you, you you're rippling into others unbeknownst to yourself. So like, make sure (laughs) that you are intentional with what you want to be sending out. Absolutely. So you mentioned, uh, I'm sorry, what was it called? A a book that um, a keynote speaker? Oh, yes. Hal Elrod, Miracle Morning. Okay. So, so you came across this book and, and you said that that was kind of like, almost like a catalyst for Mm -hmm. this journey for you. So would you say that, um, was there like a quote or a piece of information that you came across this book or something that really resonated with you that completely shifted your, your perspective about daily habits and like really inspired you to make that change? Well, there's a few books that like I would recommend um, to your listeners if you're looking to really dive into habits. Uh, Hal Elrod's Miracle Morning is definitely one of them. Um, The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson is another great one. And Atomic Habits by James Clear is wonderful. And I would also say Woman Code by Alyssa Vitti is amazing. Um, Mm -hmm. If you're a woman out there too, you definitely want to add that into your repertoire. And just between those books, like I just really embrace that Every day our life 
is compounding either to the betterment of it or the detriment of it. And every single day, the choices you make are doing that. So if you're making habits or making choices and habits in your life that are bettering you slowly, that compound effect is really going to start to show and you're going to get up to thriving in your life. But if you're making those little choices that don't seem like a big deal, like, Oh, I'm just going to go to bed late tonight. It's okay. If I sleep in or those little habits, those little choices, or even like lack thereof a choice where you're not even making a choice. You're just choosing to put off making a choice. All of that is compounding to the detriment of your life just as much. And we, we seem to forget that until all of a sudden we hit that rock bottom and we're like, how did we get here? I have no idea what happened. And it's Mm -hmm. because it was a thousand little non-choices or small choices that got you to that point. But what we fail to realize is we still have that power we have the power to make those thousand choices in the other direction and get ourselves to thriving. I There's this quote by Jay Shetty that I really think is relevant into the work I do today. And it's like, I am not interested in willpower. I'm interested in habit power. And that oh. is so true. Willpower <laughs> will let you down every time because if you're going to force yourself into something, you're going to eventually one day not be able to do it. But if you train yourself to make your habits, once you make those neurological pathways, the pathways of least resistance, then you don't have to train yourself anymore. You don't have to will yourself to do it. It happens automatically. Yes. I love that. I love Jay Shetty. Jay Shetty is, he's so awesome. I have learned so much from him and, um, and, and what you're talking about, about willpower versus the power of habits. It's interesting because a lot of people try to change habits by focusing on willpower, but what people fail to realize, and it's simply because we're not taught this, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Is that willpower resides in the conscious mind and the conscious mind only makes up 5% of the decisions that you make in your everyday life. Whereas the unconscious mind, which is like through neuro-linguistic programming and hypnotherapy, like that's what I focus on. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you communicate with the unconscious mind and you bypass the willpower and bypass any logic and you just program the mind to create those new neural pathways that you were talking about. Yes. And so that you can do these things um, um, uh, on autopilot. Yes. So that it, yeah, so it just becomes a second nature and it doesn't require that tremendous amount of energy that, willpower requires. Absolutely. Yeah. So the power of habits. So, so great. And actually speaking of Jay Shetty, I read his book called Think Like a Monk. And, and he does, he talks about having a morning routine. Mm -hmm. And, but he also mentions um, in contrast, like how important your night routine is. And you kind of, you kind of touched on that too. Um, So, and he talked about how setting an intention for the next day is important. How it's kind of like when you set your alarm clock, you set your alarm clock the night before, you don't set it the morning of, right? So you set the intention the night before. So can you tell us about your evenings and how you are intentional with those? Like, do you have a bedtime that you stick to? I do have a bedtime. (laughs) Um, And like, I had to learn to have a bedtime and I had to get my husband to help me enforce it to start with because like, 
any teenager rebelling, like once I set myself a bit, I was like, it's okay if I go a few minutes later, but then I just struggle in the morning with it. So I gave my husband um, my bedtime. I told him, please enforce it for me. I gave him my why. My why was I get up in the morning because I am the best version of myself when I do. And so Mm. he would come to me and he would say, Courtney, it's your bedtime. You told me to remind you because you are the best version of yourself when you get up in the morning, which means you need to go to bed at night. And then I didn't get bitchy at him because a few times before I gave him my why and he came and tried to tell me my bedtime, like I rebelled a bit (laughs) and it didn't end so well. And so then I like thought about it and I was like, you know what? I need to give him the script to use on me because I just like, I need that accountability, right? I was asking him for it. So for me to Mm -hmm. come back at him and be in his face or rude about him telling me to go to bed was not fair to him. He was doing what I asked him. So as soon as he hit me with my why, I was like, you're right. Packed up what I was doing, went to bed. Um, And I recommend using an accountability partner if you're thinking about getting a bedtime because your alarm is easily silenced. I had alarms. The alarms didn't work. My husband telling me and throwing my why in my face, that worked. And so I started with a bedtime and I have a little routine that I do in the evening as well. So one of the things that I read in a book that I cannot remember what book it is, but one of the things that it shares is about how our focus is like a loaf of bread. And basically when you get up in the morning, every day you start with a full loaf of bread and you drop little crumbs on everything you put your attention or focus into. So when you get up and you choose your clothing, you drop a crumb. When you decide what you're gonna do for the day, you drop a crumb. When you go into your social media and start browsing, you drop some crumbs. And like everything you do that shifts your focus or attention, you drop some crumbs. And then by the end of the day, your loaf is depleted. And so that's why we often come home and we just wanna veg in front of a TV or zombie out. So I do a lot of my things in the evening. So I set out the clothes that I'm going to wear the next day. I set out my workout clothes. I pick my workout routine and I stretch, do some yoga before I go to sleep. But the reason I set out my clothes and I set out my workout clothes and I set out my, like get my workout routine preset up is because I don't want to start breaking off loaves of my bread first thing in the morning. Mm. I want my full focus to be first thing in the morning. So I use the little bit of bread I have left in the evening to finish with my evening routine. And as for what Jay Shetty was saying about the intention, it's so true. And Hal Elrod actually talks about this in his book too. It doesn't matter if you go to bed and you have 10 hours of sleep. If you tell yourself you're going to be exhausted in the morning, you're going to be exhausted. But if you go to bed and only get six hours of sleep and you're like, I'm going to be rested and ready to go in the morning, you're going to be rested and ready to go in the morning. So when I, after I do my evening routine of setting everything out for the next day and getting into bed, I lay down and I repeat this affirmation to myself or some version of it every night. And it says, I am going to lay down. And as I fall into sleep, my body is open to receiving all the energy it needs to complete everything that I have intended for tomorrow. And when I awake, I will know that I have been fully energized and ready to take on my day. And then when I wake up in the morning, I have the energy to get out of bed. I have the energy to do my morning practice because I told myself the night before, because what you go to bed thinking, you wake up thinking. 
shit mic drop right there we should just <laughs> cut the podcast here right now <laughs> no that's so good um it's interesting that you say that that affirmation and the way that you've worded it it's it's actually quite fascinating to me that sounds like self-hypnosis because when you are when you're on the brink of falling asleep, you are at a very strong communication point with your unconscious mind. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like this channel becomes open and you're and you're able to communicate it strongly. So um, I actually do a lot of like self-hypnosis, like audio files while falling asleep, because yeah. that's when I, it's uh, you're most like easily suggestible to to programming that. And so you telling yourself that right when you fall asleep, you are effectively telling your unconscious mind, like, this is a command, this is an instruction, and this is, and you're going to accept this as truth. And so that's so great that you like, wake up and it works that you wake up and feel this like, sense of rejuvenation. So yeah, that's so cool. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. It it honestly, it's, it's something that I tested out too. like, I, I experimented on it, like going to bed, uh, and not getting like I, for my body personally, I'm a seven to eight hour girl. Like that is when I function best, but I can go to bed and only get five or six hours. And if I use that affirmation, like, I mean, I wouldn't want to go months on that kind of sleep, but if I'm only going to do it once or twice and I use that affirmation, I will still be able to wake up in the morning and not have to skip my morning routine. Wow. Good. Hey, that's a, that's a lesson for me. I, I really struggle, um, going to sleep on time because, my partner is such a night owl Mm -hmm. and I just the way that our days work, I often uh, struggle to prioritize that one-on-one time together. So we often find ourselves watching a show or playing chess or something like that, that keeps me up late at night. And yeah, I struggle with going to bed on time and there, and I usually do forego my, Mm -hmm. my morning routine because I've stayed up late. So it is something that I am consciously working on but have and not yet mastered. <laughs> I feel you so hard on that, Amber, because my husband is a night owl. So mm. that that is, and I, we have two kids and our kids go to bed around eight o'clock and I try to be in bed by nine 30, 10 o'clock. So that only gives us an hour ish mm-hmm. a night. Right. And so my thing is from Monday to Friday, I have, I, I wake up around five between five and 6am. And then on weekends, I wake up a little bit later, I wake up between seven and 8pm. It's always still before the rest of my household gets up because the rest of my house gets up at around usually 839 on the weekends. So I still get that time to myself. But I then I spend more time on the weekends with him. Um, and that's where I've learned to prioritize our time more. And so mm. because we, we still get that hour to an hour and a half together during the week. But I've learned that we save our TV watching for the weekends because that by the time you watch a show, that's our whole time together. And then we're not getting that connection part of it. Right. Yeah. We save the TV for the weekends and then we save like the hour that we get during the week to be more connected time. Oh yeah. That's such a great takeaway. I am definitely going to be talking to my partner right after this and, and, uh, thinking about restructuring how the time that we spend together. And that actually leads me to my next question is people tend to think that structure and organization and planning are, are really restrictive and don't leave room for spontaneity. In my experience, that is, that's not the case. Mm -hmm. Um, And so how has 
implementing your daily habits actually created more freedom in your life? Because I believe that that structure, organization and planning actually allows more freedom. And I know that you do too. So could you share Absolutely. a little bit more on that? And, and also kind of tell us like what your day looks like around with having that structure in place? Sure. Yeah. So I totally, I hundred percent agree with you. It does give you more room for freedom. And it's because like back to that analogy, I used a little bit earlier about that loaf of bread, right? So when we use habits and when we instill habits into our life, we're using that subconscious part of our brain. We're on autopilot. When we're on autopilot, we're not using the loaf of bread. So Mm. the more of our brain that we're on autopilot for the less bread we're using. And so that's the beauty of habits is like that once you've trained yourself into good habits, because unfortunately this works with bad habits too. And like I, how many times you at listeners that are listening right now, have you been inside your social media app before you even realized <laughs> you opened it because you have trained your brain, the habit of when you want to escape stress to open social media and scroll. And the opening of social media is not causing you to lose a breadcrumb because that's habit. However, once you're in social media and clicking different things, you are dropping breadcrumbs everywhere because that's not habit that you're not doing the same clicks each time. So you are diverting your focus and attention. So what habits do is if you have a morning routine, so I, my morning routine, when I wake up in the morning, it looks like I get up, I work out. I usually do some kind of yoga or stretching and then I journal I read personal growth, I meditate, and I usually have a phone call with a friend where we check in with intentions for the morning. And that's my morning routine in a nutshell. And so I have done that now so consistently that that doesn't drop breadcrumbs. What it does is it it's focused attention for me and it's all focused on myself. So before when I had children, um, before I started morning routines, I would wake up the minute they woke me up. And when by doing that, I woke up to chaos, I woke up to being something for somebody else. I wasn't Courtney McRae, the person I was Courtney McRae, the mother, I was Courtney McRae, the spouse, the daughter, the sister, the friend, I never was me and grounded in myself. So what my morning routine does and the habits behind it is now I wake up and I spend that first hour to two hours of my day being Courtney McRae, the person and checking in with what she wants, checking in with how the day is going to serve her. So once I know that I can then serve those around me. And the beauty of habits is as you build these habits, and you build that neurological pathways of least resistance, then you're going by autopilot, right? So I go through all those motions in the morning, without dropping breadcrumbs, because they're habits. And by time I get to my first part of my day, I have a full loaf of bread that I'm starting with. Instead of most people who get up in the morning, if you're getting woke up by your kids, well, they need cereal. Well, there's a crumb of bread. Well, now they need to get dressed. Now there's a crumb of bread. So now you've started your day and you're only an hour into your day and half your loaf of bread is gone. Half your focus for the day is already depleted. Whereas I am already two hours into my day with a full loaf of bread and I'm rejuvenated. Ah, yes, that is so good. Thank you so much for explaining that because that you're totally right. Like Mm -hmm. starting out your day and those things on autopilot and you, you know, picking your clothes out the night before, like that's one less thing that you have to do in the morning. That's one less decision that you have to make in the morning, which requires your focus and, and energy of you to make, 
even the smallest decisions about what am I going to wear today? Right. So like that takes um, a crumb from your loaf of bread. So yeah, like, I love that. That is, that's so great. Thank you. So what is one, if you could choose, what is one daily habit that you have implemented that has totally changed your life, but maybe required um, a little bit of, it only required a little bit of effort for you to implement that into your life? Uh, The littlest one I would say that has made the biggest impact with little effort to apply it would be my daily walks. I get Mm. outside every day for a 10 to 15 minute walk. And that has been so liberating, even during that two weeks of minus 50 we had, and I had to put the umpteenth layers on (laughs) to go out. (laughs) And while I was doing it, I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Why am I doing this? And then I got outside and I was so happy every single time I came in. We are beings of nature. When we stay cooped up indoors all day long, we are disconnected from our true essence. And so just getting outside, I call it outdoor therapy. All I do is go <laughs> for a walk and just connect with nature. And it, it honestly always brings my mood up. If I'm having a bad day, if I'm stressed, if there is anything going on, a simple walk outside and being outside for 10 to 15 minutes will significantly elevate my mood and disposition. I will be a better person to some degree when I get back in the house. And so I recommend that to everybody. That's one of the habits. Um, I have an 80 rise coaching group that I work with and I do individual, like each person um, gets individual habits specialized for them. And because I do not believe habits are a one size fit all. I don't believe that I can throw everybody into a coaching group and say, you all need to do this. No, every habit needs to be individual to the person. And, but one of them that I really do try to have everyone implement is the getting outside because we are all beings of nature and just that getting grounded and connected with nature is so huge. Yes. I recently had, um, uh, Olivia Hannes on the podcast. She is a meditation and mindset mentor. And she uh, said the same thing, you know, meditation is her, um, that's her non-negotiable. But if she had to choose a second, it would be like connecting with nature, getting outside, grounding yourself. If you can go barefoot in the grass, of course, where we live in the wintertime, that's not possible, or at least only yeah. crazy people <laughs> tend to do that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I agree, like connecting with nature. It's one of my favorite things. Admittedly, in the wintertime, I, I don't prioritize it as much, but it's already getting warmer outside. And I'm like walking earlier. Normally, I would like in the winter, I walk in the afternoon, but in the morning, like I'm feeling myself wanting to go out earlier and going for longer periods of time. Uh, yeah, like last summer, I, I spent every single morning walking every morning. I would spend like go for an hour long walk and it felt so good. And I listened to like an uplifting podcast that would like get me excited and feel inspired for the day during my walk and just absorbing all the sunshine. Like, yeah, like getting out in nature is so critical. (laughs) Totally. And that is definitely the like one that I would say is the easiest to implement. But Mm -hmm. my number one non negotiable is my morning routine. But that's not the easiest one to implement that a little bit more work. 
So, and maybe you just answered my next question. I was going to ask you, what do you think is your most valuable tool in your daily habit belt that has brought the most transformation for you that you don't see yourself stopping anytime soon? Would that be your morning routine? That would be my morning routine, hands down. That is the one that I show from the rooftops to people. Like there is something about connecting with yourself first thing before you connect with the rest of the world. And that is what a morning routine brings to the table. Um, It is everybody's morning routine can look a little bit different. And I, I encourage you to play with your morning routine. Um, if you are interested in developing a morning routine and don't know where to start, you can go to the self-alignment center. I teach a one hour introductory class to this. It's called rise with purpose, and it will kind of give you the bare bones on how you can build a morning routine. But the beauty of it is when it comes to a morning routine, you have to love it. Yeah. Because guess what? We all love our beds. So if you don't <laughs> love your morning routine, you aren't going to get out of your bed for your morning routine. So yeah. make the routine something you love. If you love warm coffee and silence, then your morning routine can be a warm cup of coffee and silence. The only thing I would say and recommend strongly encourage with morning routines is to leave the screens out of it. Mm, yeah. They disconnected. <clears throat> Yeah, I I do my best. Um, uh, When I do my morning meditation, I do use my phone to to play my my guided meditation. And sometimes I will find myself distracted when I'm going to find uh, the audio file. And I'll see I have all these notifications like, nope, nope, no, Amber, you can do that after. Where the evening routine comes in, Amber, pick your meditation in the morning, have it be open on your phone. So the first thing when you open your phone, the meditation's there. You don't have to search through your phone. You don't see the notifications because I use my phone also for meditation and uh, my workouts, but I have them in the evening. I pick my meditation and I pick my yoga or workout routine, whatever it is that day. And I have them set up. So I just have to like when I open the screen, the first one's there. And then I hit yeah. my other button and it goes right to the second screen. I'm not searching. I'm not going through it. Yeah. So I try, I, you can't get away from screens because like if you're using certain tools, like, but you yeah. can find a way, or if you have them downloaded, have your phone on airplane mode. Don't turn it off airplane mode and just oh, use the downloaded one. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. Yep. New thing implementing tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. <clears throat> so some of our listeners might be like, well, fuck that. I don't want to wake up at like five or six in the morning just to, you know, have that time to myself or it to be successful, whatever their goals are. Um, they might not find that it's worth it. And I love how you touched on um, everybody's routine needs to be like something that they love. It needs to be tailored to them because I, I, I feel like in the personal development world, there's this strong push for morning routine, morning routine. If you want to be successful, you got to have a morning routine. And to an extent, like, yes, like I, I believe that you do need to have a routine, but if you're resentful towards having a morning routine, or if you don't love it, it's not going to benefit you in the way that it's say benefiting you, Courtney, because you, you love your morning routine. So it needs to be, um, it needs to be tailored to you so that you're not resentful towards it and that you're actually happy and excited about your morning routine. So do you have any tips about maybe shifting your mindset towards 
waking up early or earlier for those that are struggling um, or that are having trouble with waking up early? So there's two things I would say about this. One, yes, no, people will come at you saying there's a one size morning routine that fits all. And I don't believe that. Like, that's exactly it. You need to play with it. The little bit, like as you get going, if you're building your morning routine is going to look a little messy as you figure out what works for you, what doesn't work for you and you go along, but eventually you are going to be able to hopefully if you stick with it, craft something you love. Now in saying that establishing a morning routine is a bit of a challenge, but all things that are worth having are challenging in the beginning. If you're a mom, this is one of the most challenging jobs you will ever have, but it's also the most rewarding. If you have a career that took a university degree to get to, that university degree was hard to get, but I bet you the reward was a very fulfilling career at the end. It's no different with a morning routine. It is challenging to get it going, but if you stick with it, the reward is so worth it. And I would, my biggest um, hint tip I can give to everyone out here there is start small. You're, you don't have to go into it with a two hour morning routine. You don't have to, if you get up at seven 30 every day, start trying to get up at five. No, that's a sure way to fail. If you go to bed <laughs> at 1130 every night, try going to bed at 1115. And if you get up at seven 30 every morning, try getting up at seven 15 work backwards in 15 minute intervals. Start with just like, maybe it is just a small cup of coffee in silence before the children wake, or maybe it is just quietly reading the newspaper, if that's something you like, or reading scriptures or reading a personal development book, whatever brings you joy, but start small. Don't try to go conquer the world the very first time you get out yeah. to do it. Like, don't set yourself up to fail. Set yourself up to succeed. And that starts by starting small. Work it backwards in 15-minute increments. And even if you're like super thinking you can't do morning routines, start with an evening routine. Start by doing the things that you think would make a good morning routine in the evening. What I do find a lot of people I work with do when they try this though, is by the end of the evening, their loaf of bread is gone. Yeah. So they have no focus left to do a routine. They give up on it because there's no focus there. So that is why I strongly encourage the morning routine. And it's why one of the reasons I say just start small though, like you can do a morning routine if you read Hal Elrod's Miracle Morning, he does morning routine in six minutes. He has a six minute morning routine that you can slowly build on and go up from there. And I started with a small half hour morning routine when I came back from that MLM conference, jacked about trying this. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this, but I can't get up at five. So I started with getting up at seven. I used to get up at 730. I started with seven. I now get up between five and six every day because half an hour after a month of doing it, wasn't enough time to dedicate to me. I deserved yeah. more. And so I, then I started getting up earlier and that the famous quote from Henry Ford, whether you believe you can, or you believe you can't, you are right. So if yeah. you tell yourself you're not a morning person, you're not a morning person, but if you tell yourself you are, you will get there. Yeah. And that affirmation that you say to yourself that you mentioned earlier is one sure way to help get you started to Absolutely. program your mind to believing that you are a morning person. Because I mentioned this on a previous episode that beliefs are self-fulfilling prophecies mm -hmm. and that, you know, what you believe that will become your reality. And so if you really believe that you can do this in the morning, then you're right. Or if you believe yep. that you can't, 
you're also right. Absolutely. So yeah, for sure. So I'm very curious to ask you as how has created this morning routine made you feel more confident about how you show up for yourself? Honestly, that is probably one of the things that I love most about my morning routine is the confidence it has given me. And it's given me confidence just because of consistency. So consistently showing up for myself, consistently pouring into myself. And that's what this habit is. That's what a morning routine is. That's what many habits are. If you're picking the good ones for yourself, it's choosing yourself every single day. It's about filling your cup. Um, I often will say this. I don't know if you have a, I'm not sure what your audience reach is, if it's more women or men, but women, I honestly believe are the backbone of families. And so when you are struggling and you are depleted serving from an empty cup, the whole family is struggling. But when you fill your cup up first, and then you pour into those around you from a full cup, that is when your family, your community, those around you are thriving. And it would be the exact same for men, honestly, like the more your cup is filled, the better it is. And so habits by every day saying yes to myself by every day doing the habits that I know benefit me by being disciplined in regards to my commitment to myself, that has built my confidence because now I know I'm worthy of confidence. I know that my worth is a thing of beauty and that keeps growing because every day I show up and work on it. Yes. Yes. I love that. I feel the more people I talk to the more that I research, the more I learn, you know, the more that I like dive into this world, it all comes down to worthiness mm-hmm. and believing that you are worthy. And then just building upon that idea or strengthening that worthiness muscle, uh, so to speak. Yeah. So that is so great. Thank you for, for sharing that. Muscle or my self-love was like after the car accident, just from like, my sister not surviving and me surviving and then the physical scars I have on my body and the limitations that it brought into my life. It, it destroyed me. I had self hate. I hated myself. I had no self-worth and that like, it's no wonder I was constantly in a state of depression. Like when you're, when you live in that realm of hate and negativity and feeling of no self-worth, like depression is, basically just a given. And so to come out of that and stay dedicated to myself and take that time and have that morning routine where I could journal through my traumas, I could spend time listening to personal development and things that helped build my self-esteem and then not giving up on myself. That was the biggest one is not giving up on myself because so many things I have started in my life and quit and started in my life and quit. But by staying true to my habits and staying consistent to them. I basically, every day I show up, I say, you, Courtney, are worthy of time spent on yourself. And that is what builds the confidence. That is what builds the self-love. And that ultimately builds the confidence. And um, so like sitting here with you, like we are, we are on Zoom. Unfortunately, our listeners can't see you. But when, when I see you looking in the camera and you're talking to me, like, when you said that, I immediately felt love for you when, when you said that. And it's so, it just goes to show you how like contagious and um, expansive 
loving energy is. Like I could feel like when you say that to yourself, how that also affects me. And like just simply having a conversation with you, like I can feel that loving energy that you have for yourself coming from you and empowering me, you know, like, yeah. And that's the other way too. Right. So like Mm -hmm. we're in that point of self-hate and depression and low self-esteem, people feel that rippling from you. So they treat you that way. You are Mm -hmm. treated as less than. Yes. Yeah, totally. It's energy. Energy is energy. Everything is energy in the universe and it is it's so contagious and we we have an effect on each other's like auric fields yep. even when we're not physically with each other like you and I were not physically with each right. other but you know we still are having that effect on each other which is just fascinating to me absolutely <laughs> mm. so how has your relationship with your your mind body and spirit changed since implementing your routines and radical self-care. I mean, you've kind of touched on this a bit, but could you be a little bit more specific, I guess? Yeah. Like, honestly, it's just been transformational. They're all elevated to new, to new realms. Um, My mind, my mind, my depression, like the depression that I have suffered with throughout the ages, I no longer feel victim to it. I am in control of it. Now, it's not that I never don't ever still dip into it. Um, this is something I will probably struggle and battle with all of my life. But now when I dip, instead of feeling like I am walking into a, a bottomless abyss that I will never hit the bottom of and have no way out of, I know I have my tools. I know nutrition. I know my habits. I know um, surrounding myself with like-minded, positive people. I know all the things that will help me with it. I know how to, hmm, what's the word I'm looking for? I know how to care for my mind in a way that sustains it now. Mm. And that's what habits have done for me. And like my body, I am more in love with my body than I have ever been. And I have had a roller coaster relationship with my body, whether it was just teen years where many women struggle with their body image and self-worth. Um, I am my stomach and area. I like land went out the back window of the car and I landed and rolled on a barbed wire fence. So my stomach area is completely filled with scars. It's very, and I struggled with that for a very long time. Just the, um, the feelings that it brought of negativity and low self-esteem because my body didn't look the way it should. Mm -hmm. Um, but now like through the cycle syncing container that I've, I've done with Kara Lee, um, who was a guest on your podcast a few episodes ago and just learning how to honor my body with my habits and with, um, my cycle, it's, it's just taken my love for my body to a whole new level and spirituality. I have just learned so much that I didn't even know was like out there since starting this journey, just by being open. And I think that's what I really love about personal development and growth that a lot of people um, don't realize is what you do when you get into personal development and growth is you're just opening your mind to the to the knowledge that you don't know everything and that you are open to learning. And that is what Mm -hmm. I love about it. Right. So like spirituality, I was um, raised Christian and that uh, went to church and did all the things. And so I just, just knew that was the thing. Right. And so 
I just didn't even open my mind to the possibility of more until I, until I started down this journey. And not that still serves me in a way. And, but I've opened my mind to so many more things, spirituality based. And I, I just love learning about it. I just Mm -hmm. love the, um, the ability to learn and what my habits have given me that have made this transformation possible in mind, body, and spirit is time. Because in order to change or transform of any kind, whether it's mind, body, or spirit, or all three, you need time to do that. And we all feel like we're lacking in time. And when you have a habit, if it's a morning habit and you get up before your household does like I do, that time is dedicated to whatever I want to learn, to whatever knowledge I want to fill my cup with. And so that's what habits bring into my life. They bring the freedom of time. Oh, that's so beautiful. I Time freedom is something that I'm... I'm really passionate about it's it's something I really like to focus on, which is why daily habits is part of one of my my principles. Um, it's time is such a valuable resource, mm-hmm. and it is so overlooked. We we we're disorganized with our time. We don't prioritize our time, and mm-hmm. you know we're so focused on money, even though like money is also really important too. But we yep. we tend to gravitate towards money, and we sacrifice too much of our time to have that money or other things in our life, right? There needs to be a balance because time, time is also very valuable and um, it's limited. Um, Whereas money is infinite. There's infinite ways to get money, but not to get time. So um, I, I, I truly agree with everything that you said. So thank you so much for, for sharing that. So, how has your your daily habits affected your relationships with other people? So outside of yourself, how has that affected you? Honestly, before I started my habits and started this journey down um, this path of becoming a habit coach and really leaning into establishing daily habits that further me along, I was a I was struggling with depression um, and I was a very short tempered mom. And often, a, I don't, a non-communicative or explosive partner, <laughs> mm. one extreme or the other, um, depending on where I was. But the, what habits have brought into my life is they've given me that intention and that grounding within myself. So I show up as the best version of myself. I'm more patient as a mother. I'm a better partner. Um, I'm just a better all around version of myself. And some of my relationships, it has further along, like I'm closer than ever, where they've, they've evolved, they're moving and evolving. And some relationships, it's pulled me further away from them. But I have honestly believe people come into our life for a season, reason or a lifetime. And so I just really um, hold on to the knowledge that those people that I have drawn further away from, it's because there's a reason or the reason that they were in my life or the season they were in my life has ended. And it's often I found with those people, it's because they're staying stagnant. They, they're stuck in the person they are and don't believe that there is any value in them changing or learning more. And that's like nothing against them, no judgment towards them. It's just that we're on different paths. And so I wish them nothing but the best. And I, I hope and feel that they would wish the same for me. 
but that, so it has pulled me a little bit away from some people, but it's definitely drawn me closer to the people that I believe are meant to be in this season of my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like creating that space for um, having those mentors or those yeah. like-minded people who want to be on that same path as mm-hmm. you, you know, not to, uh, yeah, no judgment or no disrespect to those people that you quote unquote leave behind. Right. But, but it's just that you're on different paths. And in, in order to like foster your own success and to um, continue contributing to the world, this is the path that you have to go on. And yeah. you need support. Like we can't do this alone, you know, and no. especially in our world, like coaches and whatnot, like this is a really... Um, tough industry because you're competing against yourself mm-hmm. and and so you need that support from other people you know it's it's collaboration versus competition you know we're here to yes. collaborate like yeah. even just you and I like we're both coaches yes. but we each have our own unique voice unique message and unique style and and ways that we coach other people and yeah, we're not here to, to drag each other down. We're no. here to lift each other up. Absolutely. Yeah. I never feel in competition with other um, coaches because I firmly believe the universe puts the people in my path that I'm meant to work with and vice versa for other coaches, right? Like if, if somebody's working with another coach, it's because they were called to work with them. There's something about them that speaks to them. Just it's no different than being in school. Some teachers, some kids learned really well from and other teachers they didn't because they didn't speak the language and necessarily connect in that way. So I feel the same way about coaching. And that's another reason I feel like um, sometimes that my path has taken me away from some relationships because as a coach, we do f- fuel a lot of energy and um, time into people we're coaching. And yeah. that can be very draining, which yeah. is okay because like, that's what we're here for. But yeah. because I drain myself, I really have to be intentional on who I spend my time with because those people need to fill me back up. Yeah. They can't be people that drain me or otherwise I won't be able to do my job. Absolutely. Yeah. And if anything, that that's, that's, that's almost the hidden blessing with COVID, you know, going on is that um, not only legally do we have to like be very mindful about the people that we're spending time with, but like it speaks to us on like an unconscious spiritual level, like, okay, like who am I actually going to spend my time with? Because a, the law tells me to, but B like, I'm aware now of like the energy that I give to other people and vice versa, like who nourishes me and who depletes me. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Very intentional about that now. Like who fills my cup Mm -hmm. and who, and it's not that the people that um, it's not necessarily that the ties are cut forever. It's just, I'm more intentional about it. Right. Like, and Mm -hmm. from cycle syncing as well, like, I love that you have also done been in the cycle syncing container. So we lined up this interview for our ovulatory phase, right? Because now this, this is a phase where you want to connect with people where you want to be out and about. And so I'm very mindful now about like, if I know I'm going to go see someone who doesn't maybe nourish me as much as someone else, I definitely make sure I do that in my follicular ovulatory phase so that I'm already at my heightened state. But if I'm in my fall or winter phase, my luteal or menstrual phase, then I'll stay away from them because I don't have anything to give. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. So 
just a few more questions for you before we we finish up the podcast here. Yeah. So if your memory for daily habits knowledge were to be completely wiped clean and you were only given one piece of information about daily habits from from that moment on, mm-hmm. what one piece would you hope to have in hopes to guide you back to the wealth of knowledge that you have now? I would want to know that daily habits are the path to self-love. The rest Mm. can be learned. Very interesting. Thank you. So um, we've, we've, uh, you've mentioned your 80 rise uh, Mm -hmm. programmer service. Um, So could you tell us more about um, the services or go more in depth about your your program or workshops, etc, that you currently offer? And what is the next step for you in fulfilling your purpose and vision? Yes. Um, So you guys can find me on Instagram at absolutely underscore healthyish. And there is a link in my bio there where you can find out how to connect with me and learn more about me. But one of the things I offer is an 80 rise group, and it is a group coaching group, but also individual coaching at the same time. So it has, um, there is a connection call that is an individual connection call where we dive into your life and where it currently is and where you want it to be and figure out habits together that are going to serve you. And then throughout you, we stick together for 80 days while you fulfill these habits. And then there are uh, four individual, individual coaching calls in the between there where we just sit and discuss how your habits are serving you, how we can tweak them, how they'll best continue to serve you. And then there's a group coaching call every week as well. So that is a um, 80 day commitment. And the next group starts on April 19th. And I am just finishing up a coaching group. And honestly, like that just lights my soul on fire. They were uh, just providing testimonials the other day and just see the transformation in their lives. Like, Oh, that just brings so much joy to my life. It just, it fills my heart so full. And it just know, it makes me know that I am on the path that I am meant to be on, that all the hardships and the trials I have been through were so that I could help people this way. Um, another thing you can find me on is the Self-Alignment Center. That is a uh, nonprofit organization uh, evol- or around mental health, evolving mental health and how to take a proactive approach with mental health instead of a reactive approach, which I am all about. I am firmly believe in that concept. And so I offer a class called Rise with Purpose through there. And it's an one hour introductory class um, that teaches you how you can craft a morning routine on your own. And then by the end of this month, there will be a workshop there so that if you want to go into more depth, into depth, you can go and then actually craft a morning routine with me. So that's uh, through the Self-Alignment Center. And then myself and Carolee Rast, who was on your um, podcast earlier this month, or I don't know when this one's going to air. So earlier, um, anyway, it she is, her and I are also working together on a cycle syncing container, which um, is all about uh, syncing up your lifestyle to your menstrual cycle. um, Because we as women are honestly always trying to put a square into a circle by trying to fit ourselves into the patriarchal mold. So that yeah. container is all about um, 
embracing yourself as a woman and learning how to build your life around that. And what I love about the 80 rise as well is if you are a woman taking that course with me, I show you how to build your habits around your cycle. So, so many of us, so many of us, the reason we give up on ourselves and the reason our self-worth is so low is because we make these goals and these habits when we're in our follicular or ovulatory phase, when we're in this high energy sp space. And then when we get to our low energy, our luteal or our menstrual phase, we drop off and we quit on ourselves, not understanding why. And instead of understanding that this is a natural phase and cycle of our body, instead we're like, oh, you just can't ever finish anything. You're just not good enough. Mm -hmm. Instead, I teach you how to build a habit with uh, reach for the star goal that that's the goal that you should shoot for during your high energy phase. And when you're in your yang energy, and then when you're in your yin energy, we have a, what's called an enough side of the habit. And so that you can build your habit to the that aspect of your energy, so that at the end of it, you're still every day showing up and completing your habit and staying true to yourself. But you're not forcing yourself to stay committed and punishing yourself with the commitment that you can't fulfill. I really think that that's going to change a lot of lives. I, Absolutely. I think that, yes, as women, we, we tend to berate ourselves mm -hmm. for, not, um, for not being enough, for not, um, for not doing all the things that we want to do and, and creating this life around such a yang energy, like to suit yes. that mold and not allowing ourselves to rest, you know, mm -hmm. even though like, we still want to maintain our habits, but maybe we just need to tweak them so that they can um, they can go with our flow. Yes. <laughs> they can go with our yes. flow. And yeah. that's what I do. That's what I that's do when amazing. we I do the individual coaching is we we figure out how to make your habits work for you when you're in your yang energy, when you have your highest energy so that you can kill it. You can feel like you're totally succeeding. But then we figure out how to make that habit work for you when you're in your yin energy and your lower energy so that you don't have to give up on yourself so that you're still showing up and committed to yourself every day. Oh, yes. Snap, snap, snap. <laughs> <laughs> that's so great. So, OK, so for the listeners here we will put in the show notes uh courtney's instagram tag um as well as we'll put the link for the self-alignment center so um which i am also partnered with um as well as Kara lee who is on episode three of the podcast so you can find us there um explore that community and yeah thank you so much for coming on today yeah. courtney you're welcome. Uh, any listeners, if you had any major breakthroughs or takeaways or aha light bulb moments, please screenshot this episode and tag myself and Courtney on Instagram. Share with us your, your feedback. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, I am at confidently.amber. Courtney is at uh, absolutely underscore healthy-ish. Love that. Yes. Super cute, by the way. <laughs> yeah, so definitely uh, share with us your feedback or write a review, subscribe, rate this podcast, whatever aligns with you. We'd love to hear your feedback. So again, thank you so much, Courtney, for being on the podcast and listeners. Thank you for being here. And uh, we look forward to connecting with you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I am truly honored that you have entrusted me to fill your cup with all the good stuff. 
If this episode blew your mind, please show me some love by downloading and subscribing. A small, simple action that helps me share my mission with more people. Did you have any major breakthroughs? I want to hear about them. By screenshotting this episode and tagging me on Instagram or Facebook, you can follow me on Instagram at confidently.amber for daily confidence building tips and updates about my workshops, programs, and freebies. I'm sending you so much love and gratitude, and I look forward to connecting in the next episode. Mwah.